If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, hello. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Hey everybody, it is Saturday and today is going to be a really quick episode mostly because I have a wedding to go to and there's actually not a whole lot of news since my previous episode. So, let's start off by talking about Blaster Master. Uh, if you have not played Blaster Master Zero, it's a great game and I highly recommend that you pick it up. It is a... I don't know if it's actually a remake of the original or if it is a sequel to the original because I only ever played the original like a, the tiniest little bit. Um, my mother had a New Year's Eve party to go to and she took me with her. I was a little kid and they had an an NES there and we sat there and the the whoever the people's house that I was at, I honestly don't remember, they had Blaster Master. And I played it a little bit. I died a whole bunch. The game was hard. Uh, and then I, I never played it again. Now, fast forward to the Switch coming out. Blaster Master Zero was one of the launch titles for the Switch. And I picked it up alongside Zelda, like everyone else picked up Zelda. I picked up Blaster Master as well because I wanted something small and bite-sized that I could play. I, th I I didn't realize that it was actually a Metroidvania game. And it's really fun. Um, it, it's basically got two modes. There's one mode where you're driving around a side-scroller style, um, kind of like Metroid, uh, and you drive in a tank. The tank can jump, and uh, you can upgrade the weapons systems of the tank, stuff like that. And then the other mode is more of a kind of a top-down view uh, if you get out of the tank and you can go into certain doors that the tank can't fit through, uh, it changes to this top-down view where you are moving. I guess the best the the best example I could say is kind of like Akari Warriors for the NES. Now, if you're not old like me, that does that does you no good at all because you can't look at Akari. You can't. In your mind, Akari Warriors does not automatically bring something to mind unless you're old like me. That being said, um, it's got these two modes, and they're really fun, and it, it uses the HD rumble in really great ways. I've talked about this on the podcast before, how uh, on the top-down modes, there will be water rushing across the screen from time to time, and you can feel the water coming on one side of the screen before... Uh, it gets there, and then you can feel the water wash across the screen in like through the HD rumble as it crosses the screen, and then it moves on uh, past the screen. You can still feel it on the other side. It's a really cool mechanic, and I like the way that they did it, and it shows off the HD rumble really well. Well, anyway, the reason I'm talking about Blaster Master is because they... It's weird. Everybody's really excited about this, but and maybe this shows that I don't know Jack about the uh about the video game market. 
Um, but Blaster Master sold 80,000 uh, copies on the Switch. And everybody's like, that's awesome. Now, keep in mind, this is a 35-member uh, development team. Uh, the game is... Crap, I can't remember how much the game is. Through the magic of the pause button, I looked it up. The The, the game actually cost $10. $10. So... Uh, that's 80,000 times 10. So that's $800,000. And, uh, they have a 35 member team, uh, that made the game and they made it in six months. Um, that I guess it's team Tokyo sandbox. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm sure that the game is going to sell more because it's a very good game, but I guess it's just really surprising to me that they're so happy with the results of 80,000. That just really surprises me. Anyway, um, maybe that just goes to show that, I mean, because there's 3 million sold, that's an attach rate of like, if there's like 3 million switches sold, that's an attach rate of like, I don't know, 2% or something. I'm, I'm just doing a little math in my head. I have no idea if I'm right. Uh, but it's a really low attach rate. And it doesn't seem like something to celebrate, but as long as they're happy then that means that they're going to meet, keep making games for the system. And in fact, that's the next story. Um, the The creators of the game, Inti Creates, they uh, have announced two new Switch games uh, coming out in the future. Uh, they announced this at Bit Summit last month. Pardon me. And uh, they're, they're going to be working on two more games. Um, so probably we're going to see... One in six months, and one maybe six months after that, if uh, Blaster Master Zero is any indication. By the way, just back to um, Blaster Master Zero real quick. They actually have DLC for the game, and you can get the DLC for free now, and it, it includes a character from Azure Gunvolt, which I've never played, but uh, it really does change the way that you play the game, and it's definitely something you should pick up before you have to pay for it. Uh, well... I got it for free uh, a little bit ago. I don't know if it's still for free. Um, you can load up your, your Switch and check right now if you want. Um, anyway, so two more games coming from Indie Creates, and I think that that's really cool. Uh, I think they're a good developer, and they've they've made a really good game in Blaster Master Zero, so more games coming from them seems like a great idea. Yeah. Now, I never played Eternal Darkness, and um, most of the time I avoid horror games, although I've been I've been thinking about playing I Alien Isolation on stream. Um, but Eternal Darkness is a horror game, which originally came out on the N64, and I think it got ported to GameCube as well. Uh, and the reason I bring it up is because there's been a notice of allowance uh, for Eternal Darkness issued May 9th, 2017. Uh, what does this mean? I had to look it up because I didn't know what a notice of allowance was. So I went to Google, I typed in notice of allowance, and sure enough, it says when the United States and Trademark Office intends to issue a patent, it sends the applicant a notice of allowance for this to happen. An inventor provides information such as a product description design and, <clears throat> pardon me, and blueprints or drawings. So it seems like they're about to get... Uh, a, a new trademark for Eternal Darkness. Now, I think this is good. I think that there are, there's, right now, there's a lot of family-friendly stuff on the Switch, 
and there's not a whole lot of titles for people that want different things. So I think that it's good that we may or may not have a um, uh, an Eternal Darkness game coming to the Switch. Um, will we hear about it at E3? That's the question. Well, last episode I talked about whether or not I thought we would be hearing anything about different um, about next year's stuff. I mean, maybe it's coming out this year. Maybe they've been stealthily working on this for a while. And that September spot that I talked about um, will have uh, Eternal Darkness in it. Um, and in fact, let's see, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. All right, so <clears throat> the reason I just counted off months is because I was I was wondering what happens six months from... May 9th. And the reason I did that is because this notice of allowance has a six-month deadline. So the applicant, in this case Nintendo, has six months from the notice of allowance to issue the date to, uh, I'm sorry, from the date to either file an SOU, um, excuse me, uh, if the applicant is using a mark in commerce required even if the applicant was using the mark in time filing the application, if the basis was not specified originally, or an extension request. So they either got to use it, or they have to send in an extension request. So, you know, six months from the day of issue, maybe in that fall timeline, we might get an Eternal Darkness game. That's very interesting. Um, what I'm curious about, have, have you guys ever played Eternal Darkness, and what did you think of the game in... Um, are you excited that we may get another one? I think it's good for the ecosystem as a whole to have a more diverse set of games on the system. Um, so far, we've got Nintendo stuff like Zelda and Mario Kart and Tetris, and these are all very family-friendly stuff. But right now, there's nothing on there that I'm aware of where if my son was playing it, I'd be like, hey, what the, what do you think you're doing? You know? Um Right now, everything seems to be pretty safe for an eight-year-old. And as, as far as I know, I haven't—I obviously haven't played every single game that's on the Switch. Uh, just, I'm—I'm I'm excited for more stuff, and I'm actually kind of excited. You know, I'm no, most of the time I don't play scary games, but more and more recently, I've been kind of drawn to this—an idea of streaming a scary game, mostly because when I'm streaming on Twitch, um, I have a sound effect that will go off if someone tips a certain amount. It's it's crazy. And people will do that, and it scares the hell out of me. And then I laugh. I can't help but just laugh uncontrollably afterwards. And it's really fun. Um, so, you know, play, playing a, uh, a scary game, I might actually enjoy that. As long as it's not, like, gory. Like, I, I watched somebody play a little bit of Resident Evil. The new one. And, like, there was... It was it was overly gory. I want scary without gory, and I don't know if if that's something that that happens in Eternal Darkness. Um, I guess I, I can't really think of a good example of scary without gory. I guess like um, everybody's gonna laugh at me, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay being the target of ridicule. Um, but I thought that Signs, the movie Signs, the M Night Shyamalan, Shamal Shyamalan. Shamalama Ding Dong. I don't know how to say his name. M. Night Shyamalan, I think is how you say it. Um, 
the M. Night Shyamalan movie Signs, I thought that that was a scary movie. Uh, it wasn't gory, but it was scary. And I really liked it. And I know that uh, that as far as M. Night Shyamalan movies, that's one of the least popular ones. But that's the kind of scary that I'm hoping for from a game. You know, nothing gory where, you know, they're chopping people's arms off and waving them around and blood spraying everywhere. That's That's like shock gore or shock scares. I'm not interested in shock scares. I want creepiness. Creepiness is much cooler. And then throw a jump scare in there every once in a while. You know, lull me into a sense of uh, of safety and then have something jump up and, and scare the hell out of me. I, I think that that's really cool. And you, you know a game that really did a good job at this, uh, although they were a little they were a little gory. Well, they were very gory, uh, was Bioshock. Bioshock did a really good job at that's the kind of scare that I want, although I would prefer a little less gore. Um, and that's just me. I don't know why. It's just... I prefer to not have as much gore in my games and movies. And I, I am excited to see what happens with Eternal Darkness, and I hope that it's a game for me. Uh, but even if it's not, I, I welcome more games to the Switch. So at the indie, or the Nintendo Nindie Direct that they did, um, either right after or right before the Switch launched, I can't remember which it was, uh, they talked about, or they showed, this game called Battle Sports Mikuru. And it's this weird uh, four-player game where you've got like a grid that your characters move around on. And then they jump and they, they butt-stomp the, the ground, basically. And it flips the tiles over that they're walking on and changes their color. And at the end of the round, however, if you've got the most tiles, then you win. Uh, which is a pretty cool mechanic. And the game is coming out on in Japan on May 18th. Now, we don't have a release date for the U.S., but, of course, the Switch is region-free. So what does that mean? It means that you can make a new profile, and uh, with your new profile, you can switch your... you can set your, your profile to Japan... And then you can look in the Japan eShop and download it. Now, I almost did that with Kamiko. And like a week later, it was out in the American one. So there's really no re I don't think that there's a reason to do this. But we, we haven't heard definitively if the game was coming to the U.S. or not. And we also um, don't know if the game is going to have English or not. Though, outside of menus language really doesn't matter for this particular style of game because it's just an arcade an arcadey game uh if that makes sense uh, but it's coming out on may 18th um and it looks really fun uh it's coming out for 980 yen which i did a conversion and that's about eight dollars in some sense uh u.s so my guess is it'll probably be ten dollars uh in the u.s when when it comes out and um uh, you know I think that Battle Sports Makuru is a terrible title. I don't know if they will retitle it when it comes to the U.S. or if it comes to the U.S., but I think that they should. That being said, uh, you know, we we regularly have titles in here in the U.S. like Horizon Zero Dawn, which doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't mean anything more than Battle Sports Mikuru does. So... 
I guess that it doesn't matter, but for 10 bucks, it seems like a good title, and I think that it looks like a lot of fun. So um, that's May 18th for 980 yen, or I'm guessing $10. So in, in about five days from when I'm recording this, you'll be able to check this game out. I'm personally going to wait and see if it comes to the U.S. eShop. I don't know why, but I'm just hesitant to pull the trigger on making a second account just to buy stuff from Japan. I don't know. I don't have a good reason for why I don't want to do that, but I don't want to. Here's a story that a lot of people are really excited for, and I'm just kind of like shrug. I not. It's not that I don't care, or I'm sorry. It's not that I'm down on it, but I just I've never experienced the game, so I don't know anything about it. And that's Shantae. Uh, Shantae, uh, the half genie hero is coming to the Nintendo Switch this summer. They way forward announced in a tweet. They said full details coming soon. So we don't know when, uh, but I know that the Shantae uh, games are very popular. Uh, so I'm sure that people are going to be excited about that and enjoy it. I haven't played any of the Shantae games. They look, I like the art style. Um, tell me why I should play Shantae. So if if you're interested <clears throat> or if you're excited about the Shantae game, uh, just write in and tell me why I should be excited for Shantae Half-Genie Hero coming to N Nintendo Switch this summer, other than the reason that it's always good to have more games on the system. In the last story for today, um, Bandai Namco is reconfirming that it is bringing games to the Switch the coming fiscal year. I'm not sure if they mean this fiscal year or next fiscal year, because they said the coming fiscal year. So I'm not sure what that means. Um, we also don't know what games they're including outside of Tales of. Um, Tales of is a, an RPG series that's pretty popular. Uh, Taiko Drum Master, which I've never heard of, and then Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Uh, so those are games that they that we already know that they're making for the Switch. We don't know what other games uh, they are making, and I I don't know what they mean by the coming fiscal year. Does that mean 2017, or does that mean the 2018 fiscal year? I'm not sure, but it's nice to know that Bandai Namco is still... Um, planning on supporting the Switch, although after, you know, EA, uh, who is uh, kind of lukewarm about the Switch, turning around and saying, man, we are stoked for the Switch, um, it's it's uh, not a big surprise to find out that other third parties are going to be getting in line and being excited for the Switch, because it's selling well, and that means that there's um, there's some customers there to satisfy with some games. I can't believe that I forgot about Dark Souls. Well, excuse me, princess. That's all we have time for today. If there's a story I missed, let me know. You can do so by emailing runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on Twitter at runjumpstomp, or you can call and leave us a voicemail, 260-RUNJUMP. If you want to know how to support the show, just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>